0: do you think you could do the intro jordan I, i'm wondering if i could like put you on the spot here
1: yeah absolutely do you think you could do it yeah with, with confidence me, yeah in fact let me set an expectation for myself and the audience because in, th- in this the cold open that i absolutely can 100% <laughs> mistake, and if i do i'm the worst living human and you deserve to say so uh, via dm so which is great because be- i won't
0: because what i've been thinking about is like you always get to do the fun intro where you like mm. you know I always just say I'm Jarvis and then you're like and I'm 9-11 was an inside job or whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that one I haven't pulled
1: out yet but there's
0: time <laughs> yeah Jordan give it a go give it a go
1: okay and I do want to remind you it's not even really giving it a go it's just getting it right because I will absolutely you got this buddy I'm, I'm gonna try and get the, the cadence too because I think that's okay cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> I do start that Ooh. way. I do go. <gasps> <sighs> yeah, it's a shame we stream now because previously on the non-stream episodes, you would take 15-20 minutes to get there.
0: I do vocal exercises and warm-ups. Mm. I
1: do a few jumping jacks. I'd hear you outside just like you would leave my apartment, go into the hallway, and I'd just hear I don't want to do this. Yeah, and then you would I don't do and then you
0: would hear, Oh no, you again!
1: <laughs> take that! <laughs> I'm Lincoln! <laughs> Again? You want to smoke some weed? I'll put you in the John Wilkes booth. <laughs> That's like the Davy Jones locker, but for presidents. <laughs> That's the timeout zone for Abe Lincoln. If you get killed in a in a theater. <laughs> you put him in a the theater alone, but he's always
0: fearful of me dropping down from, from the second story or whatever the fuck that man did.
1: <laughs> Injuring himself. <laughs> Injuring himself. The worst thing that he did. That was the worst thing. <laughs> the worst thing that he didn't, he didn't stick the landing. All right, I'm going to cast Jarvis Jutsu. J. No, nice. That's cool. Be That's cool. Welcome
0: to Sad Boys. <laughs> did, you, did you just. Are you all right?
1: Welcome to Sad Boys, a comedy podcast about feelings and other things, also. Close. I'm Jordan. And I'm uh, disappointed.
0: <laughs> Should you be? Did I cock it up? Just a little bit, but like, it was close. It's funny because we have this like tagline that Sad Boys is a comedy podcast about feelings, but the intro of Sad Boys, we don't mention the comedy element because we don't want people to expect humor from us. So it's just, (laughs) yeah. yeah, it's just like for an inevitable L something along the lines of welcome to Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things as well. I'm your host. Is it as well? No, it's not. Oh. I, was, I was doing a whole- I was, I was- I might have actually just jumped into- Yeah. Oh, your nose is
1: bleeding. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> someone, and I can't say who, it was you, Jordan. Oh, no. Some, someone said on one of my videos, I like this dude's content, but man, I cannot watch this oh, yeah. shit. I hate his mouth. <laughs>
1: and his mouth and the way that he sounds in
0: it. I do know what they're talking about my mouth moves weirdly around my really? like yeah I'm being hyper criticized by the internet so
1: yeah but that's only because of your personality
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and my physical uh, characteristics as well, well obviously yeah so it doesn't
1: even need to be mentioned
0: <laughs> so the 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 thing that they're talking about is one the fact that someone call it a lisp I would call it like my tongue doesn't go to the right place. When I say s sounds, it like kind of hangs in the middle, mm. and I kind of want to learn to fix it just to see if I can. The other thing is that like the way my lip moves around my teeth freaks people out, I
1: guess, because you know people just get upset about whatever. So I don't know, man. It could it's probably just the things you're saying. Well, you know what? It's probably the things you aren't saying. You yeah. know what you aren't saying? What's with these bloody liberals? I mean, hey, <laughs> you're looking for a bloody safe space, Bl- uh, bloody ICU. I'll bloody put you oh in. pretty gosh. safe in there. Bloody put you in there. Hey? Yeah. Do you think we'll ever have to do a clarification that the show is not just because we are sad? It's because we ha- we hold the capacity to be sad. Yeah, I, f-
0: I feel like it's more about normalizing feelings in general.
1: All of them. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's what the show should be called.
0: Normalizing feelings in general, boys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Comma, boys.
0: Should we run back the intro?
1: Yeah, sure. I, and I'm confident I can get it right this well, time. Well,
0: I think I'll take this one.
1: Oh, yeah. Now that the title is longer and, and more complex. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Normalizing Feelings in General, boys—a podcast about feelings in general. I'm General Jarvis. Am I still Jordan? I mean,
1: for this it's version, up, it's
0: up to you. Thus concludes. Why are people being so mean to me? I don't know why, except for I do. I mean, you know. You make stuff on the internet, and people criticize you for basically every aspect of your person. So,
1: but it has like outside of in the moment kind of stuff, or oh, they 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 touched on something I know I was insecure about, and so it's it's raised it again, or at least validated it in some way, or even just the topics come up, so I feel bad. Outside of that kind of stuff, has never given you one. Like, have you ever like oh wow, I had like no idea I was African American?
0: Oh no, I think that like I I'm so hyper aware of myself that like. I mean, one funny thing is that I think I sent this comment to you is that people really think I'm unaware of myself, which is, which is interesting. So for ex- mm. for
1: example, wait, what a fucking joy that would be. <laughs> I know I would kill. I would what honestly insane privilege.
0: Well, I mean, there's a number of comments about how I talk over you, which is like, honestly, now that I've looked into it,
1: <laughs> most of it is <laughs> done the research. Most of it is it is the latency. Yeah. Like. I, it's absolutely the latency. Like the, I, I do the same, but I think generally just because I'm sort of your co-host and I'm Flavor, I think it just happens more the other way. I,
0: I mean, I, I would say that should. we're both co-hosts for the record, but there, I because I'm doing the recording, my usually things are like set to my time. And then you're the one with lags. Well, I
1: like, truly, I prefer it. I like, I think absolutely we're equal co-hosts. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. I'm the muscle, the looks, the intelligence, yeah. and you're sort of my little, and I, my little problem sidekick. I need something to make fun of, something to cyber bully, something to bounce off. Yeah, I genuinely do like being sort of the, I don't know, the it, it, a little like the colour, right? Like just the, throwing my thought in. I'm not good at building narrative. Like, if we're talking about like a Shane thing, I jump around a little too much. It's like very nice to. I don't know. I I trust you. I trust you with this stuff. I
0: think I just naturally am like, I'm naturally nervous about the dead air or whatever and trying to like make sure that things Mm -hmm. are staying on the rails or whatever. But it's also hard because there is a latency. So, I mean, it even affects, it even affects us when we're cutting, like editing the show.
1: Have you ever had to like engage or chosen to engage with. Super, I don't even want to say negative, but like somewhat well-constructed, negative feedback, uh, constructive criticism. Don't even, the medium. Obviously, we have at work or in environments where that's actively encouraged, but I mean stranger on the internet kind of stuff. I'm thinking specifically in the vein of like somebody mentioned, I think after like episode five or six of Arc, somebody was like, there's a lot of um in this show. And then I was like, there is a lot of um in this show, but I think it's partially we're getting used to that style of improv and trying to fill dead air when ultimately like- A show in the vein of arcs can have some dead air or, you know, there's dramatic pace to it. And I say 50 times less ums and ers than I used to because I'm aware of it now having edited myself.
0: Right. I'm very aware of how often I um and ah, but I still do it because it's natural for me. I'm kind of trying to train myself out of it, but it involves me actually thinking about what I'm going to say before I say it, which isn't really how I operate, isn't how my ADHD brain operates. But I do get a lot of comments about my ums. It was something I became super aware of when I began editing Sad Boys. Like the first episode, the first like 26 episodes of the show, I edited myself. And so I became hyper acquainted with with my speech patterns. And I would cut a lot of the stuff out because I could kind of craft... The version of myself that i wanted to be because it was audio and if we did that in video there would be a lot of you know cuts back and forth but people give me shit for the ums and zen- people give me shit for a lot of things actually but i mean i think i'm fine do you have
1: a motivated by online interactions or not totally irrelevant uh, you have a specific i'm working on this and i'm not worried by it but it's the one that's in frame right now that's the one that i want to improve on by the end of the year or whatever mm. uh, not physical trait emotional or verbal I don't know, or behavioral. I, guess. I think I'm
0: just like hyper aware of everything and always working on everything. So there's not something in particular that I think about. In fact, I I wish I was more deliberate about things. But I guess right now, one thing that I want to do in life is just to think a little bit ahead of starting to talk because there's an ADHD pattern, and I'm not going to put it entirely on ADHD, but like talking ahead of your thoughts is definitely a thing I I fall into.
1: It feels a little bit like discovering. You know what I mean? It's a little like spelunking. You go into the cave and you have no idea what it is you're trying to find, but then you're constantly innovating. Oh, this little, this little slippy slide bit wasn't what I was expecting. So let's figure out a way to get down it. This hole's smaller than I thought I was. I'll go through it. And then, oh my God, pirate's treasure. There's just constant discovery and, I can't really imagine another way of being, but I do know that that's in part an ADHD thing. That's
0: definitely how I feel about it. I think of it like a Guitar Hero solo in my head when when I'm like filling out, I'm like hitting all the notes and I'm like, oh shit, I'm still making sense. That's wild. Like I'm still piecing together pieces. It's one that you're
1: doing for like the sixth time. Yeah. Like not super versed, but somewhat confident. So
0: there have definitely been times when I finished a sentence that was like a paragraph long because that's become my my grand in conversation where I've gone, damn. And I made sense the whole time. <laughs> 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 Fucking sick, bro.
1: <laughs> while, they're, while they're replying to it, they just see you going like, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I think, yeah,
0: to answer your question slightly differently, I also talk too much, I think. It's something I struggle with, like, I always have like my thoughts are going a million miles a minute and I have so many things that I want to say at once. It's sometimes very difficult to order those things. And I just feel like I need to keep keep getting it all out or else I'll lose it. And that's something mm-hmm. that I don't like about myself. Like it's hard to hold it in because I'm afraid that I'll lose it. And I think that it in my head, it's like so valuable to say it, but it's probably not. Oh, I was going to read a Comment. This is about. Well, this is just about. You know, it's like this stuff doesn't weigh that heavily on me. It's just. It's just more. It's just more learning about myself.
1: This is a. Why is everybody being? So it was mean a. To why me?
0: is everybody being so mean to me? But it was a comment.
1: Or maybe the segment's evolving into. You know what? I'm starting to see why everybody's being so mean to me. Yeah.
0: Most people who are leaving these comments don't expect that they will be read. So that's like something to keep in mind if if you're an up and coming creator and you're getting like bad comments on the internet. Most people don't expect them to be read. And if you ever confront somebody who writes one of these comments, they're always so apologetic, you know? Yeah. Um, or they, they're just like, oh, my God, I didn't think you'd see that. Okay. <laughs> so so this, is a, this is a comment on one of the sad boys' videos. Jarvis, let him finish his thoughts and sentences. We get that you're excited, but it's coming off rude and narcissistic. You don't seem to care about his thoughts and feelings input at all. It makes it seem as though he's just the fall guy for you to bounce things off of instead of a partner of a co-hosted podcast. It's obvious that you don't realize this, but please open your eyes to it. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, please please do tell me about myself. I'm not hyper aware of this already.
1: It's fascinating because we've talked about it like a couple of times because it's it's comments about both of us have been coming up more or like comments about the show have been coming up more because we're putting it now on a forum where there's way more people talking about it and it comes with a speech speaking area yeah like getting podcast feed thoughts to someone is there's like 18 steps to do that so doing it for this show has never been nearly as easy as it is now especially since we're very hyper aware of the videos themselves mm-hmm. i mean i'm reading every comment yeah currently and i don't intend to do that at least as much yeah i mean i as yeah. you, you ever would when you put something out right at the beginning yeah
0: i read every comment on my channel for like a really long time now i just like kind of choose to dip in and dip out whenever
1: Like for your videos in particular, do you see a lot of the same comments and they provide no value? Is that why?
0: No, it's more just like, I'd say there's a part of it that's self-preservation because I feel like I should only read comments when I'm like prepared to like see something I don't like because I don't want like my attention to be hijacked by something. Mm. It's just a lot to constantly be checking in on. So if I ever need some dopamine or whatever, I'll do that. I'll, I'll open up the thing and I'll refresh and I'll see if someone said some stuff. But I also have a weird like anxiety with messages and things sometimes like, like I was DMing somebody today who's like a friend of mine and they, I like didn't want to see their reply, which was weird. Like, and so I just like exited Instagram before they replied. And I was like, why don't I want to see their reply? It's going to be positive. It's just like, I just couldn't, it was like social anxiety, but for, but for the internet. (laughs)
1: I have to assume there's a through line conditionally because that happens so often to me and the few other people that I know that also suffer with ADHD. I should say, I feel like ADHD specifically is a conversational point, though it does come up on the show. It's almost moved down in priority because there's other conditions, contextual or just mental health wise, Mm. that have taken priority. And I, to be honest with you, I think that's partially because there's still a tiny little bit of me that's insecure about what people think ADHD is. Well, it's So it's almost like big. I, I get a pass on yeah. bipolar too. It's like, oh, bipolar too. I mean, that's a real disease. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's something, something to work on. But I genuinely, I shamed my mum about it the other day. Uh, she's staying with me, obviously th- through COVID stuff, and she is engaging with it in a way she's never been able to before. Not because she had a lack of care or lack of skill in doing so, just lack of exposure. I was very conscious about withdrawing from sharing it and you know, geography was a big part of that. Yeah. We have not spent this much time un- in the same space since I was six, 18. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. it's been a very, very long time. Right. We haven't spent this much time in the same country since I was 18. There's a real, oh, this is how it works. This is the pattern that it takes. This is how you yeah. self-medicate or sh- in a good or bad ways. And I was talking to her yesterday and I was like, you know what? Honestly, ADHD is more of a problem in my life. Yeah, It is, it creates more, intimate day-to-day frustration and struggle that can then trigger loops bad loops we, we didn't really get into to weak stuff what what's up dude uh <laughs> what, what i'm because i'm a ho- i do the opening to things now i, I segment the show oh, I so see. what yeah, do you normally yeah, say the- like hey what's your fucking deal bro yeah
0: what's my welcome to our new segment called what's your fucking deal bro
1: <laughs> the fucking deal man
0: i don't know i've had a very busy couple of days i'd say like maybe the last like five or five or so days where I've been working on the podcast a lot, working on videos a lot to the point where (laughs) I'm not not getting a ton of sleep. Basically, I'm like waking, waking up, working until I'm exhausted, like going to the couch, like falling asleep and then like doing it again. And I don't love it, but it's it's also like working towards something that I really... I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It kind of boiled to a head yesterday, which is when my video was supposed to come out. So video was like lagging. We had the Danny show, the Danny recording on Sunday and everything was going well. But it's just a combination of work stuff where I'm coordinating stuff between a lot of people and also trying to like be creative in my own right and needing to commit a significant number of hours to editing my video it just felt very overwhelming like i didn't have time for anything Mm. (laughs) and then like sort of the other night like monday night i think i get a a call from shady at like 11 p.m where it's like hey can we do like a self-tape tomorrow for something um which is like an audition but like remotely but where you tape it and then you send it off and it was for like a commercial where we had to like eat wings and uh pretend oh it's for both of you yeah yeah yeah. it's a couple like because uh i've been doing a couple cool. of couples auditions with her because they're coming up and i'm you know i can do the job <laughs> and so i can uh kind of help her with that but it was the thing where i was like i woke up at six and i was like editing my video all day and then i was running behind and then sadie came over and we were like supposed to have a Savoy's meeting and I was supposed to have another meeting and I had therapy and I kind of like missed everything, just like doing the self tape, like, like trying to navigate video stuff. I, I had like a brand deal on that video. So it was just like a deadline that I couldn't really miss. So it was just like a lot. Today was the first day that didn't have that much time pressure to it. So it was pretty relaxing. I just like had a normal work day. And we're just about to kick up the like anxiety about where the next video is coming from. Because all of my ideas that I have are like, like the world is in a very dark place right now. And I kind of want to do something (laughs) lighthearted, but I don't have any lighthearted ideas right now that I'm ready to work on because the next handful of ideas are all. Kind of have a subtext at the very least of like, the world's still on fire. So I'm going to worry about that. That's tomorrow's problem. So overall, I'd say Mope score is maybe 50, oh, yeah. 50%. It's also like, things are going to be fine. I'm really like so many good things, so many good things are happening. It's just like, and all the all the work is for, like it's very fulfilling. And so it's not like a burnout risk or anything like that. It's more just needing to make sure I take care of myself and focus on like the other aspects of life um, than just
1: work. But we have very similar patterns of needing not outside validation. It's not like I have to get this video or podcast out because then people will say nice things and that make me feel good. It's, I have to get this video out, This I have to get this episode out because I am an agent human in the world and I believe in myself and the, yeah. I will not fail because I'm, I fucking slap and that it would be, that would go counter that. that that's evidence that I don't slap. Right, you know what I mean? Right. There's, is, is there a sense that it's a little more along the lines of I've got a date. I love my girlfriend. We got a date. And then we're going to go to the movies tomorrow morning. But in between those two, I'm hosting the bachelor party night. And then obviously on Wednesday, I'm going swimming. But before that, I go to get breakfast with someone. It's like all of these things are things that I like. Yeah. All of these things are things that I independently, maybe not f- entirely by myself brought into my life, but things that I understand the value of and wanted to do on, on some level. Yeah. But there's just chemically not the juice to enjoy it or feel like yeah. you're succeeding in all of it.
0: I would say, yeah. I think for me, it's a situation where, let's say I, I, I'm i essentially, I have all these obstacles in the way and I'm drawing a line through all of them to get to the end goal or whatever. When I run late behind that like meticulous plan, it starts to introduce stress because then I'm trying to like figure out how to move the Tetris blocks in real time. Um, rather than like planning it out ahead of time. And it becomes hard for me to be in the moment. ADHD brain, I guess, but just worrying about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. I just have to take a take a stop, take a break, and just like think for a few minutes and just like breathe. And then I kind of get back get back into it. Okay, Jordan, enough about me. We've had like a little bit of a Jarvis sad corner and uh i would
1: i like it i like the vibe to be honest i'm enjoying the it's why i like the show so much just for our benefit there's something really cathartic about it yeah it jumps to mind why i don't really propagate that feedback about you interrupting me or, or dominating the conversation in that way because hey we we don't do that kind of nicety that's not the way that we are instinctually and it's also not what we you know for want of a better phrase are trained to do like, we, we come from career and personal backgrounds where that gets beaten the fuck out of us, those, you know, using a compliment sandwich or yeah, yeah, just yeah. saying no when somebody has feedback. It's just, we know they don't work, yeah, so why yeah. are we putting them in our lives? And we, you know, I care about this show. If I was worried that it was affecting the show, I would absolutely say for it. For sure, you know, yeah. Completely selfishly. Selfishly. Selfish, yeah. It's not a, an issue for me. It's, in fact, something that I get worried about, worried about me doing, just as we should. It We should always be aware of it. But number two it's something that I would want to do for your personal benefit. Oh, yeah, I really I, cared I, about definitely, it. Like, definitely, yeah. This is a show where I would probably say it in the show, right? Like this, that <laughs> yeah, is what yeah, this yeah. show could do. And for sure. There's no better setting for it. I mean, you might be even more liable to say it in the show than <laughs> um, in person.
0: All right, Jordan, how was your week? Give me a Mope score and let me know how your week's been. And thank you for saying that, by the way.
1: Yeah, of course. I think one of the reasons also that I we talk about a lot of this stuff on the show and why there's always so much backed up and why we're always finding our way through the conversation, mm-hmm. a big chunk of that also is the fact that we don't have a lot of time to talk outside of it yeah it's actually very helpful to have it committed i would say that we we this is the most we've talked in years. yeah 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 like the the i think that there was like a
0: period where we weren't talking a lot and it was definitely concerning to me just because i like really value our friendship but i think it was kind of post You going back to the UK and then me having a bunch of whatever my own shit that I was like stressed out about that I like just found myself very – I kind of tend to isolate and not like reach out to anyone. And I've tried to make a habit of reaching out to the people I care about because the alternative is – seeing my friends' names come up in something and go like, oh, man, like I've really been neglecting that person that I care about, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm really grateful for the show. I think the nice thing about the show is we kind of had this thing very, very early. You know? It's like before anyone listened to it where where we were like, you know, it's kind of like rain or shine, let's do the show. So even though mm. I don't feel amazing, I'm also like confident that I'll come back around, you know?
1: Yeah. Because I always the do. The stream helps. Do you feel that way as well? Like the fact that we commit to a stream, yeah, it's gospel. Like I feel, I do, so... I
0: do like it. I do, yeah.
1: And we're, you know, it's not comedy, bang bang, right? Like <laughs> for we, sure. we, the show is not worse for it. Like in some ways, it benefits yeah, from yeah. us being a little downtrodden. You know, this, this is sad boys hours. Literally, we're like a little sadder. It's funny that I pointed out at some point are we gonna have to acknowledge that, that we're not always sad, and that's not what the show title means. Yeah. And then it's like. Is one of the, yeah, the, the, I mean, like, it's, yeah,
0: for sure. But it's also like, I guess the way I would describe it is it's like it's raining outside. You know what I mean? Like, it's raining right yeah. now. It's fine. It, the, You know, the sun will come out tomorrow and all that jazz. I do like that the show kind of has that has that range. But we kind of got off topic. You were talking about your week and giving us a mope score. Oh, yeah. Mope scores. Oh, sorry. Just to tie up that last thread. I would say that streaming is great. The, the one thing that I need to get better at with streaming, like if I want to improve at, is that there are so many things to pay attention to when I'm streaming mm-hmm. that I have to work really hard to just focus on the conversation because otherwise it's difficult to be present. So because I'm serving as like the producer of the show as mm-hmm. well as the like co-host or whatever, I, I want to reduce the amount of time I need to like be a producer and, and like deck out of the conversation to like fix something or like look at the chat or whatever
1: so how do you feel about long term most likely in person if there's no immediate solution let's say i'm back in february of next year when we're recording in person and we're, we're recording through mics or maybe even just through that like plastic PPE, that could be fun yeah oh no for sure when we're finally doing that how would you feel about like just looping somebody oh in yeah engineer oh that, yeah. yeah that
0: would be that would be great and even like I've thought about doing it for our streams, but it just makes sense to stream from my computer directly.
1: But the way, anybody doesn't know what a MOP score is, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a percentage. It's kind of a thing where we I think up.
0: I got confused originally. So I will just say it's a percentage from zero to 100%. Yes.
1: yes. 100% being, I genuinely need help. I, this is not a sustainable position to be in, even for maybe a day. And then 0% being, wow. 0% being functionally impossible. I'll be yeah, that's I true. Think I think especially that's, right yeah. now. It's aspirational, 5% but is like, a dream. Yeah, 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 5% is cruising. 5% is cruising. I've lows of 40% highs of 80 for a little- Oh, it's like a, a forecast now. Yesterday was a real 80. Oh, okay. It's like the whole week, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Highs of 80, yeah. We should put up a- uh, uh, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, We should
0: put up a graphic of like- your week and then like the different (laughs) scores
1: the course of the year i have like a little emoji that represents each high and low and the higher it goes the more eggplants you know we're joking but there is a mood
0: tracker app and i bet they have an api and i bet we could make something happen i'm not gonna commit to this right now because i have enough work on my plate but it's it's definitely
1: Mm. possible that could be a fun like for one episode down the line we do it for a week and then that sunday we we talk Talk about it it. yeah that would be fun yeah i in the last five days I've slept twice, with the exception of an hour nap. What? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's a super, super classic full hypermanic episode kind of thing. And the two biggest triggers for continued hypermanic episodes are one, poor sleep, and two, major emotional up and downs contextually. Mm. So Bipolar two manifesting hypermanic episodes is, in the loosest possible sense, do-do-do-do-do-do-do from chemicals only, the triggers come in the form of living poorly, contextual things taking place. Right. Those up and downs coming because of events instead of just like raw function and chemistry. Those those issues, I should say. There was a a nice actually a, a two and a half hour nap in between those and then last night was the one where i slept the that was the second full okay asleep. cool the other stuff right after the drew app because it's thursday for me for, so and, I, and we know, did
0: have Drew to, Good to on the podcast i actually yeah, have right gotten a number drew of app. people asking me where the drew episode is and i'm like i don't know if this is a bit <laughs> i don't know if it's a bit or not
1: Yeah. Right after the Drew Gonzalez episode on Sunday, Mm. big so fun. Yeah. (laughs) The Danny Gooden, the DG. Let's just say that. The Curtis Connor episode. I decided to just kind of follow that momentum and be excited about it because I've been in a bit of a slump for a while, which is also typically the setup right before hypermanic episode. And it was it was just the biggest one in months. Or maybe, maybe not maybe not months, but like uh biggest one since I found out that I my visa had been double screwed right. by H1B's being put away. O- a double Uno night, reverse card. Yeah, it the double <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like get a visa or collect 40. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I know. Uh, and I didn't know what I wanted anymore. Do not and pass then,
0: go and now you're also playing Monopoly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and also you didn't get a visa <laughs> <laughs> Separately, Awkward, you're just yeah. playing Monopoly for fun. Yeah, that that hit that just came this last weekend was nuts mm. and a lot of it was contextual and a lot of it came from big mopey lows for 12 hours big weird highs for 12 hours yeah. it was just really odd yeah and it's it's petered out as we get for this pod but i mean i i woke up at 5 p.m yesterday okay. and i am now awake at 4 a.m uh, this time, because that's when we record the show. Yeah. What, what, what time is it? It's 6 a.m., but I wake up at 4 a.m. to the thing, Yeah. usually. And it's fine now. I feel like by this evening, I'm going to be able to reestablish the normal routine. But that was uh, almost scary. And it was the mm. frustrating kind, too, because it had so much depression in it yeah. that I wasn't even getting stuff done. Yeah. Nice thing about Hypermania on the rare occasion is, like, you bang out 40 graphics, everything's ready to go. Shit, I wrote three screenplays. That at least is something. And the screenplay's manic and boring. It's like, oh, no, I have have five
0: studio meetings. What did I do last
1: week? (laughs) I think I sold a screenplay, yeah. (laughs) Shit, what did I do last week, bro? Fuck, dude. Is this real estate? (laughs) Yeah, I think I started a tech company. I think I did, personally.
0: Wow, I collected
1: $400. That being said, I... I'm feeling relatively balanced now and I don't even want to promise myself that I can guarantee that won't happen in the near future. It's just you know, it's happening and we're you know we're playing yeah. we're playing the game as we see it, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. Golf ball lands where you put it and then you do a birdie? Mm. I put myself in an analogy I know about. <laughs>
0: That's I mean
1: it's nine would it to a it's just like they say in, in curling. <laughs> nine wood
0: uh, putt put the Puck in the house, I don't know.
1: We both did Give Me a Secret or or Share Any Secrets You're Interested in Confession Things this last week. Um, How was your experience with it?
0: It was cool. I actually, I definitely want to do it again it was very humanizing and just like very grounding to see people's shit, you know, like seeing people's things that they're ashamed of, seeing a lot of like myself in this kind of thing, giving a lot of advice. I I wrote to so many people about their trials and tribulations. It was very cool, you know, because it's like easy to imagine your audience as like a number, but actually interacting with like an individual makes you like, more aware of like the full person behind it and i think that that's always a good thing
1: how about you it was hard yeah i also really really liked it i'm really glad i did it i'd like to say i wish i'd put more answers but i don't think i really had the fortitude for it like i balancing the the meme responses which can be fun with the very sincere stuff is nice but there was i was you know i was expecting maybe maybe 40 maybe 50 but lately there's been growth on my socials, but there's also that's also a very compelling thing to put up. So there was like a good 350, 360 in there. It was an Xbox 360, and I just... You wanted to I, go ps yeah, I did the same. I replied to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Xbox got no games, but I did reply to a lot of people directly, but there was just... I just couldn't get to everything. Yeah. And there was some where the motif of the question or the statement were very, very similar. Yeah. But I replied to a couple, or I think two, about... Being in the closet and being harassed because of it—a number of things about coming out the closet and being supported in that way. But two specifically about that, and on the second one, I just just did the video one where I was like, "Hey, here's the resource that I suggest." Because A, I felt completely, completely fucking out of my depth. But B, I couldn't bear to say nothing to the fifty ants, fifty responses that were there. And at the same time, it's some of them were far more intricate and I didn't know what to do with those. And if that was one of yours, I do apologize. But there were some that were followed up with like very specific questions and really emotionally poignant what's nice is a lot of them were dms and so i can get to them later right i just have to think about them and if anybody is feeling like they might have sent me something inappropriate not one person did i read every single one of them so 100% truly of mine is just were me inappropriate about it. so
0: i'm jealous but uh yeah
1: well they were also all from me oh that does make sense well actually no there was one or two somebody uh, several people said they had uh, sex dreams that i was in okay well uh,
0: i mean i got none of those so take that as not even for you didn't see mine maybe the instagram algorithm took it away oh i was gonna kind of go back to your sleep situation because i i wanted to know mm, jealous sleep is very important obviously and i you know probably lost like far less sleep overall than you did but i just noticed how impaired i feel when i haven't had a lot of sleep like even right now like when i haven't like been sleeping regularly i'm like moodier i'm like more irritable it's easier for me to get sad because i don't have like energy to defend those like negative thought patterns and things from coming up do you have the same relationship with like sleep missing it because i know that like the entire time that i've known you you've had like a complicated relationship with sleep Um, some bordering on adversarial So I was curious about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was a lifelong thing to me until I found this uh, medication that my psych prescribed me where I suddenly started to appreciate what a full night's sleep was. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get sad about stuff like this from like, man, I wish that little boy had that. There's a slightly lighter timeline where he did. And at the same time, it's like, well, I didn't find out until what, 2018, late 2018. And I was already in my career. I'd already, you know, I was clearly not heavily hamstringed by it so that helps i'd achieve the things that most of the things i wanted to it did not feel like a a sad dark timeline kind of story right which can be for a lot of people so i I acknowledge that sleep has always been yeah it's always been an enemy always been a nemesis and i'm still not very comfortable with the solution that i have despite the fact that i've had it for about a year because i'm phobic of sleep at this point Mm. i'm irrationally phobic of sleep despite the fact that i have a medical solution for it that unlike many other medications is available in the UK. It's just as easy yeah. to get while I'm out of the U S it's very reliable. It never doesn't work. And I, I don't do it 40% of the time and that, that I don't do it. And then I wake up and I go, Oh fucking, what am I doing? Why? I should have just done it. My frustration comes from not being able to do That's That's the like, yeah, it's not having enough gas in the tank and opening up like a script and starting to write it. And or like opening, uh, working on a song. That's that's the really frustrating one because that's the one that isn't supposed mm. to take as much cognition or like rational thought. You just do what feels right, right? And just not being able to do it, just operating it at sixty percent. That's yeah. that's the like, fuck, dude. It's, it's like in college yeah. where you would just spend every dollar that you had, and you never even looked at your ATM. And you're just like, I'm such a fucking idiot because you made the choice, yeah. And it could have happened for a million different reasons, but that feeling of God damn it imagine how fun this like hangout i'm having with my friends right now would be if i slept or been kind to myself that's something
0: i struggle with a lot is like executive function or executive dysfunction you know like knowing exactly what you need to do and then not being able to do it it's a very critical element of like adhd symptom i watched this talk about how it helps for people with adhd to create structures around their life that adds those immediate consequences that way you don't you're not like kind of wasting away in inaction but it's very hard to need to create that that sort of environment for like every type of task that you're doing in your life
1: oh yeah and all you want to do to fix it not even fix it but like all you want to to comfort yourself with is the ability to do do it (laughs) like that's the ask i feel unable to do things being kind to yourself doesn't work, taking a bath, yeah. smoking some weed. Like there isn't just the quick solution. What you want to be able to do is go, no, fuck off me. Yeah. yeah, I can, dude. Actually watch me do it right now, dude. And you can't actually at all. The one anecdote that is very indicative of this
0: is like my first semester of college, I took pretty easy classes, but I took very few of them because I didn't know what college was like and no one was really like helping me through it because I was taking the minimum classes. I had so much free time that I ended up getting like the worst grades I got in college and nearly like lost my scholarship. And... Every semester after that I took close to the maximum credit hours for college. The next time I took like the maximum credit hours, I took like four of the most demanding classes in my major and I got straight A's. And it was because there was no option other than to do the things that I needed to do and I kind of like need that that structure, that those guardrails in order to get me to like convince my brain to perform. It's also like why I'm good at tests because like it's kind of like this game time mentality where your my brain kind of clicks in and can actually function
1: that's our podcast ADHD boys hey here we are we're back we're still no good that's like <laughs> that should be the new wrap up while the you know the past several days were fucking buck wild as far as my mental health were going i'm more or less leveled out now and and i would say you're struggling more with the exhaustion and oh yeah i'm just, just all i am is tired like as soon
0: i'm just gonna sleep like a yeah. full night's sleep tonight and tomorrow and i'll probably be i'll probably be good. anyway let's move on to something more fun i don't have anything more fun but i'm hoping you do jordan
1: let's do every drug but legit, actually, I want to emphasize. But that. legit, I, like whip them out. <laughs> legit, dude. Let's fucking. Do you, you have your crack pipe, right? Oh, for sure. Hey, Amazoned it for you. Oh no, I use. Uh, Bezos I, I
0: use this uh, white claw can that I just like
1: wow. hollowed out. That's why you were drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> there is something weirdly off about shotgunning a white claw oh my god (laughs) it's like it feels wrong the balance is off we should do i've always wanted to do drunk boys like one episode where we do get a little we we, we both do two tequila i feel like this is something that we talked
0: about a million years ago i know the first episode of of the podcast we drink like rosé or something
1: Mm. yeah first chunk we used to do that from time to time Yeah, that was
0: a whole thing we had like we would always get like rosé that had fun like pink labeling and stuff
1: i that was a point in my life where i was a little too dependent on it as well which i I later learned was was incredibly common self-medication for both adhd and bipolar oh yeah which is which tell you what we talked about this a little while ago but there's something really validating about finding out that you were doing something bad not bad but you were doing something fucked up for a common thing yeah like hearing yeah actually that's very very common to do that thing that you shouldn't do but the reason that you did it was because a lot of people do it as opposed to, hey, dog, you were you were weak or just dumb or just self-involved. Uh, it, it freed me of, I don't know, I have a little guilt over, I don't know, we've never talked about it much. I don't talk no, about no, it. No, no, I like actually, it was about. news
0: to me. I think I wanted to bring that up last time you brought you yeah. it, but it, w- it wasn't something that I was directly aware of. No.
1: It was around the time that Sad Boys was wrapping up, which is actually probably indicative of of why i was hanging out with people less and less and i was getting more stressed at work and my mental health was hitting me like a freight train in a way that i'd never really known before yeah and and my visa was a thing at the time as well which obviously that one didn't pan out in a negative way nor did any and i'm just fine yeah not at all (laughs) i'm I'm good actually dude and i just drank a lot and i don't mean socially i mean to the degree where alcohol is now a thing i have to be very cautious with i don't have in the house Mm. generally and it was not always the thing is now I don't drink to excess, but there was a period of time there with probably once, maybe twice a week, I would, I would at the worst point just drink and like so much I would just throw up and then I would just go to work w- w- the next day. I would drink like two thirds of a yay big maker's mark that I'd bought an hour earlier and like yeah. just, because there was just that I get home from work and I can't feel anything. Like I yeah. literally can't feel anything. And the frustration and anger that came with that and the guilt, vague, asymmetrical guilt that doesn't seem to line up with any rationale or thing that has happened. Yeah. It was just really frustrating. And and there were only about three months where it was that bad. And then just on the other side, there was just, you know, I'd, I'd get drunk maybe four t- four times a week at home. Mm. And it was, I remember looking back near the end of it where I just, my life had improved contextually until so it was easier to deal with it. That was like big, it was basically 20, 2017. Yeah. Like this year that was, was kind of fucked up. And I remember getting to the end of it and being like, wait, have I like drank... The legal not allowed to drive limit every single day for a year. Mm. Like I was just looking at it. I was like, I think we're 10 months deep to drinking more than most do when they go to a pub. Yeah. That was, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any real pain about it. That's the funny thing. Mm. It, it it helped getting, getting talking about it with my psych and putting it in its place and now also booze doesn't have the effect i mean that's the really important thing that was that was the weird realization i would like he said this thing where i never understood how somebody could just have a drink finish it and then continue having a conversation without just being like looking at the bar like just Mm. needing to get another one instantly which i still hold on to to a degree because you know it's habit really (laughs) and also i'm half irish (laughs) and now i i look at that and i go like yeah i could do with another one i guess but that feeling of like freedom yeah that like oh, fuck, the serotonin's back, boys, let's fucking go. Yeah, it's yeah. Just not there anymore. And it's it's a very different experience. I would be curious to hear some point down the down the line when we do an episode that's closer to it. I mean, we can talk about it in this episode or not. We can talk about anything. But I do kind of want to hear people. They can DM me if they want. I'm curious to hear people that have struggled with a diagnosed or undiagnosed mental health condition and have alcohol has played into that in some way for a, even a short term. Yeah. Amount of time because i find it fascinating yeah no i think it also comes up a lot with adhd i don't know the same relation i just didn't talk about that with my psych but i see what in particular drinking in general oh Um, yeah
0: i think like anything that like both uppers and downers are common for like self-medicating adhd because of the different ways that it affects your brain so like alcohol like can slow you down whereas like you have fewer of those like intrusive thoughts or whatever Mm. Whereas something like uh, an upper improves like dopamine reception. I I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but my understanding is it makes you like like one of the problems with ADHD is that your like dopamine receptors are not as effective at like getting getting the goods or whatever. So like stimulants can help with that.
1: And it's a compulsive behavior yeah. at a certain point, especially when you've had a few. And any compulsive behavior. Yeah it's, Hyperdrive. yeah, it's
0: nice to be able to go like, I want a, a goal, a thing that I can get and achieve and have like a little win. And then it makes me feel good, theoretically.
1: I've noticed it also, by the way, when I came back, we stayed with my extended family for a beat, which was which was very difficult. That might have been the most impressive I've oh, ever no. been in my life. So I just got back from the US. Nothing made sense. I couldn't do my job. My body was falling apart. I was feeling physically unhealthy. And to be honest with you, it was a very difficult house to live in. It was like living in a house of people getting a divorce because we just don't have a great relationship with the extended family and yeah, yeah, yeah it was at a maximum head and we were there for 10 weeks it was literal fucking torture uh, the only thing that got me through was hanging out with my uh, younger cousin playing call of duty for 15 hours a day like <laughs> there was a certain point where it really was like that but i'm, I'm glad i did it because my katie's fucking sick true <laughs> i'm training in for Shoot, the honestly you're you're but, beating keyboard
0: kids with your fucking
1: <laughs> xbox controller i don't think i realized how because my mom doesn't drink at all mm not because it was ever an issue in her life it just didn't really develop in that way i didn't realize how much of a thing it was in my family yeah like it's it's there and it's there for sure at least for one specific member of my family who's a a middle-aged member of my family, not my direct peer, but I see... I can almost see a dark timeline version of myself mm-hmm. to a degree because it's someone who never was diagnosed, never guided through it. When they learned about me having it, was like naturally, deliberately resistant to it because it's big if, right? Yeah. Oh my God, if that's the case, I've lost my life to right, it like that. Right. Uh, they drink a lot every single day. And mm. this is the Irish side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are... It was like seeing it from the outside for the first time. Okay, yeah. There would be these long periods of time where they would just really really low and then they would have a night where they got or rather where they were relatively effective and then they would have a night where they got extra drunk and they would fall out of whatever slump they had and they would be fun to be around they would be feeling good and the next day they wouldn't just be hung over the hangover would stick around for about four days oh. And four days to a week is historically how long a rapid cycle depression comes mm. in, in bipolar two. Sometimes it, it's very variable, but there was it was it was textbook, dude. Like it was it was almost surreal. Like without with, with almost no aberrations to the general. Like right. you just read the the medical handbook. Yeah, and it, there was like this this real pain to God. I want to fucking shake it out of you. Like I want to throw you in a doctor's office and have you be receptive to yeah. it. But just as much as I'm worried some people in the chat or some people is, that just listen to the show or have diagnosed conditions but don't push on finding at least some kind of CBT solution. Yeah. I just just, just find out. Don't lose years. Don't lose time to it right now. If, you, me. if you
0: have access, you know, like, yeah. And it's like...
1: I guess better help or something like that yeah, might just be... Just like whatever resources sorting. you
0: have access to. Like if you have an internet connection, like maybe online resources. But if you do have healthcare, if you do have... You know, like if you don't live in the U.S. and <laughs> you, there's a reasonable healthcare system, a lot of people have access to free therapy. I learned that that exists in Australia, which is like you have a number of sessions that are just like there for free. And I'm like, oh, America is uh, the dark, the darkest timeline.
1: And Australia also got rid of it, all of its guns when there was a mass shooting. They were like, oh, wait, that's very bad. Yeah. I guess. Well, wait, was that guns, New Zealand? And they were right. Because I uh, think that
0: was like Jacinda Ardern, right? He did that?
1: Oh, that, no, sorry. That was very recently. Oh, uh, I see. In the l- see. early 2000s. Early 2000s, Australia, I see, it? I see.
0: Yeah, my, my uh, world
1: history doesn't go back far enough. <laughs> no need. America number one. America, America, America best. American America exceptionalism. Strong, Republican strong. It means
0: we're exceptional.
1: Australia, it's something of a heaven, but a lot of my friends that live there are like, hey, you nailed it on this stuff. Maybe be a little less racist. Yeah. <laughs> just, maybe it's a bit. Great on the guns. <laughs> just a bit. Just a skosh. Yeah,
0: would you mind, actually, just not... <laughs> not being racist <laughs> I would like that Can you not very
1: much cool I'm liking this up dude I'm liking the energy a lot yeah, this, this is... I don't know if that makes me a pervert, pervert <laughs> you're emotion. an emotional pervert uh, do you want to wrap up the show oh yeah we've got to do that wait do I have to do it <laughs> yeah give it a go <laughs> give like... it a go Jordan great because I can and it's not an and issue you're so for me good at it because I do know how to do it you know so I mean this many episodes it would be insane if I didn't know how to do this and we like to end sad boys with a particular phrase oh I forgot we do have fun. We do have fun. We like to finish that. We end at uh, particular. I fucked it. <laughs> I, I, I nailed it, dude. I fucking nailed it, bro. Shit. Don't clip that. Please. <laughs> please don't clip it. I'm begging you. Where's the bumper that, bro? Uh, <laughs> we love you. And we're sorry. Gucci girl, Gucci girl, how you doing? How you moving, girl? Moving, girl, how she dead looking? That future, girl, future, girl, yeah, we are now. Take my money, go away, all oh, you want it? Go too rich from me.